Hello Life Changes Church, thank you so much for joining us today. We've got an amazing word for you, so get your pens and your notebooks ready because God wants to speak to you today. Enjoy. So uh, I come from a city called Durban and um, Durban yesterday was 31 degrees, bright sunny skies, today it's 25 degrees. So I'm just letting you know that Jackson and I, we've paid a price to come and, uh, and be here in Cape Town. I know you think Cape Town's a promised land, but in winter it's certainly not. Anyway, there is a place in Durban called Blue Lagoon. I want to describe it to you. So close your eyes. Picture beautiful cliffs that drop down onto beautiful white soft sand beach. Beautiful turquoise ocean just coming in this idyllic situation of a lagoon. If you can picture that, you know we're close to Durban's Blue Lagoon. <laughs> because Durban's Blue Lagoon is at the end of a very dirty river. But on a Friday and a Saturday and a Sunday, Durban's Blue Lagoon is the gathering place of everybody that loves cars. And what they do with these cars is this, this culture of people, they love to buy these really old cars and spend a whole lot of money on something called performance exhausts. Now, if you know nothing about cars, that's okay, I'm gonna tell you a little bit about them. If you know something about cars, please don't shout out and correct me, because I, 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 I don't really understand what I'm talking about, but just, just a little bit. But these performance exhausts, they take everything of the component pieces of, end of the engine, so all these working bits, and it all filters into something called the manifold. And then from the manifold, it goes into the exhaust. And the, and the manifold's responsibility to get performance is to take all these, these pieces to stop there being back pressure, which puts the engine under increased pressure, and to release all the other stuff so that the car can be a little bit better. Okay, that, that's my layman's language of what the, man, the, the manifold is. All right, did I do all right? Thank you, all you car people. Uh, and so there's this thing called the manifold uh, in this exhaust flow system that that this, this half-functioning engine, these multiple component pieces that allows the car to move forward and do its job. But there's another manifold as well. There's something, I think God was into cars, uh, because he also tells us in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10, that there is this, this group of people called the church. And this group of people are like this, uh, this performance exhaust. Because God says in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 10, the manifold wisdom of God, and so it takes all these component pieces, all these pieces of God's wisdom, all these pieces of God's power and sovereignty and creativity and mercy and kindness and justice, takes all of these pieces, brings them into a place called the church, and it says this manifold wisdom of God through the church is going to reveal the glory of God to the principalities and powers. And so today what I'm hoping to do uh, as we, 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 we land it in an eldership ordination is for us to understand something of the glory of what you are a part of, but also the weight and the responsibility of what you're a part of. And so we're going to take these performance exhaust, manifold wisdom of God, blue lagoon, uh, which is a bit brown uh, and, and quite dirty and ugly and you don't want to put your toes in it, but we're going to help shape that so that it can become that idyllic situation that I described first. To reveal God's brilliance. And so we, we go on this. So the, the principalities and powers 
are effectively, I don't have a time to do a study now, and so I hope you trust me. Uh, if you don't, you can do the homework for yourself, but I can also save you a whole lot of homework. Uh, so these principalities and powers are created beings that have actually decided that they don't think that God is very clever, that they don't think that his plan is wise, they don't think that he's best suited to run all of creation. And so they've rebelled against him. And so there is this cosmic battle that goes on, and the church is at the very center of it. Because God, for his infinite genius and infinite madness, has chosen broken people like you and me to reveal his glory to those guys that have rebelled against him. And all of heaven is busy watching to see, are we going to show the cosmic powers that God is wise or he is foolish? And that's in our hands. This incredible weight and responsibility and yet being part of something that is so cosmically, cosmically beautiful and brilliant. And so we have this. And so the mystery the, 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 that we read in Ephesians chapter 3.10 to reveal the manifold wisdom, to reveal this mystery to these principalities and powers, what, what that mystery is, is that God has chosen to create a new humanity. Humanity went south. We chose against him. We rebelled against him. He then chose a people, a family, that became what is known today as Israel. But then there was this intersection when Jesus came. And prior to Jesus, everybody that is not Jewish here, probably 99% of us, if not 100% of us, we were excluded from God's plan. We were excluded from ever experiencing life the way that God intended for us. But then in his masterful plan, in his wisdom, in his genius, in his glory, he sent his son Jesus so that there would be a unification of Jews and Gentiles. If you don't understand that language, basically everybody that's not a Jew in this room is a Gentile. And what that means for us today is every tribe, race, tongue, culture, whatever, wherever you've come from, whatever your background, whatever your past experiences, God accepts all of that into this new creation called the church. And what we are to reveal is this story, that there is both the glory of God in the unity of the church and the hope of the church. And so if you are sitting here today and you are not united with somebody that is sitting next to you or you're angry with somebody in front of you or behind you or possibly outside of this community, our responsibility as those that have come to know the love of Jesus formed into this new creation called the church the cosmic powers are watching to see, are you going to go and forgive that person and stand in unity? Are you going to welcome and hold hands and worship alongside someone that's come from a different background to you? Are you prepared to do that because the cosmic powers are watching to see if God is foolish or not to put us together? And with hope. We are the most hopeful people on the planet. We know that today's reality is not our final reality. And so we have the opportunity to understand this thing as Christians, as believers in Jesus that's put us together, that we can stand united with people that previously excluded us. This nation of all nations understands exclusion. And we were once excluded from God's story. But through Jesus, we've been included. And now this nation stands in a different legal framework where there's no exclusion. But we know we know that you cannot legislate morality. It runs through our hearts. And so there is life changes today. 
this beautiful people, group of people, black, white, Indian, colored, and whatever I've missed in between, every culture, every tongue, every background, you get to sit here today, and today is an act. It is a display that God is wise in what he chose to do through the church, that this manifold, this group of people today, the multifaceted glory of God, the multifaceted work of God, all comes together and it centralizes on this day as we sit here together and the exhaust fumes go out and it tells everybody that doesn't know Jesus, God is alive and he is good. And if you choose to accept Jesus Christ, you get to live in freedom and what God designed for us to live in. That is the local church. That is what we get to be a part of. And it is beautiful and high degree of responsibility. Are you with me? All right. So where are we going to go? So we've got to understand something of what this local church is. And there's, there's kind of like a basic minimum requirement, an entrance requirement for the local church. And this is important because I've given my life to serving the church. And I don't, want to, I don't want to give my resources, my sacrifice, my energies to something which may not meet the requirement of what a local church is. And likewise, if I have given myself to the local church, I want to make sure that I'm matching up to all that God has designed and the responsibility that I'm supposed to be taking to be part of the local church. And so it's important for us to understand that. But I want to say this, the goal is not to meet the minimum requirement. The goal is to be all that God has designed us to be. And so I'm going to give a quick definition of the local church, and don't get caught up on the sentence, but there's some elements that I want to talk about, which, uh, which land us, which help us understand why this eldership ordination is so important today, why it's not just a thing that we do, but actually it's the weight and the glory of God. It's a moment in the weight and the glory of God, which reveals to the cosmic powers, the principalities and powers that God is actually quite clever. That's what we're doing. There's weight and significance to this. And so the sentence is this is this. The local church is a group of baptized believers who meet regularly to worship God through Jesus Christ, to be exhorted from the Word of God, and to celebrate the Lord's Supper under the guidance of duly appointed leaders. Cool. If you don't understand that all, I'm going to explain it to you very quickly. So there's seven elements in this. Just as a, as a basic minimum to what the local church is, this new creation that God has called you into if you have chosen Jesus. The first is this, that we have to believe in Jesus. And what does that belief mean? Well, it means this, that Jesus is a person that actually lived, not some fable or figment of our imagination, that he was actually a person that lived, that he was God's son and is God's son, that he did die and it satisfied fully the wrath that was due us in our sinful state, and that he was raised to life again, which means that we can celebrate life and be called into all that God has designed for us to be. If we believe that, that is one of the entry points into what the local church is. And so today, the invitation is this. If you do not believe in Jesus, friends, I want to tell you that it is the best decision you can ever make to just say, yes, I am separated from this eternal God who has given us life, but Jesus allows us to come and stand before him, not just to stand before him righteous, but to live with him as our father. This is what we do. This is what believing means. And then it goes on, and I would say that into the local church is, is baptized believers. Now, baptism is, the, is, is water baptism, and, and what it does is it, it's a symbolic act that we do where we, we go under the water as, as symbolic of dying with Jesus and then being raised to life again. That, that's the, the symbolic nature of what water baptism is. And so I don't believe you need to be baptized to be saved. 
But baptism is a step of following Jesus, of obedience and faith in following Jesus. And what the local church is, is a group of people that believe in Jesus and that he's their Lord, that they will follow him. When things don't seem to make sense, that we will choose him. Why? Because we believe that God's plan is wise. And when we choose his way, we are revealing to all of those that don't know him that God is alive and quite clever. And so we have baptized believers who meet regularly. I, I've got uh, a few kids. And, uh, and if I were to tell you that we had dinner once every six weeks together, you'd probably look at me and go, mm, I don't know that that's often enough. I, I don't know if there's health in that family. And so we have a blood family, Jax and me. We, we've had the privilege of being able to have children and, uh, and we've adopted a few in to just make it a nice wholesome number. And, uh, and so we, we have that, but we're also part of Jesus' blood family. Us sitting here. Jesus paid a price for us to become blood family. And so if you are in the habit of coming once every six weeks, can you maybe just start to think and reframe something of your thinking in the same way you thought about me having dinner once every six weeks with my kids, uh, that, that you would start to go, hey, okay, maybe I'm falling into that. That actually you rocking up here, whether you feel like it or don't feel like it, you rocking up here is showing the principalities and powers who have repelled against God that actually God's plan is good and it is wise for life and life in abundance. That's the beauty. And so just rock up. And for you guys that are online, I, I want to invite you. Come and be part of this space. Come here on Sundays. I'm not sure why you're sitting where you are, but, but this is the best place to be. And it's not only on a Sunday that we regularly gather. We also get together at a rise on the 8th of, September, on the 8th of August at our women's event. And then we also get together on the 25th of August at our men's event. And then we also get together on the 15th to 17th of September at our men's conference. I remembered all those dates and I don't even live in the city, so I hope you do. Because it's important to be together. Because it's in our unification that the glory of God is revealed. So you've got to be together to be united got to be together to be united. Uh, sorry, if it sounds like I'm shouting, I'm just really, I love, I love the local church. To worship together, to worship God through Jesus Christ. Uh, worship was beautiful this morning. Lebo uh, and the rest of the team, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. In the first service, I, I was weeping. I didn't know if I was going to be able to get up to preach. Because in that song of, I cried out to you, I prayed and you heard, and that's why I trust them. Like, I know this church has prayed for our family directly, and I trust them, because in our deep, deepest need, he heard your prayers, because you stood in unity with us, and the glory of God was revealed through a life that was restored, and Lebo led us there. In worship, we praise this God who's given us life. And then we also come under the exhortation of the word of God. And what does exhort mean? So exhort means, it's, it's a big fancy English word, which just basically means to press upon, or to urge, or to encourage. And so there's some Sundays that we come here and we're encouraged by the word of God. And there are other Sundays we come and it feels like there's a pressing upon us. Both of those are right. We're exhorted by the word. But what does that mean? We can only be exhorted if there's a surrendering to the word, if the word is actually 
counted as authoritative in our lives. So we can rock up here Sunday after Sunday. You can meet regularly believing in Jesus, but not believe in the Word, not believe in the Scriptures. May I suggest you're not meeting the minimum requirements of what it is to be part of the local church. And therefore, you are saved, but you're not part of the beautiful group that is revealing to the cosmic powers the glory of God. Weighty, I know. One of my responsibilities is to help mature you to the fullness of God. To celebrate the Lord's Supper. So that, that can be called many things. I think, I think here in Life Changes, that's called communion. We would call it communion an anthem. But the Lord's Supper, the Eucharist, if you come from Anglican background, whatever it may be. But it, it's this memory of Jesus Christ, of his blood and his body given for us, that we can be this new creation. And so together... When we take communion, there is this remembrance that actually there was a price that was paid by somebody, by Jesus Christ. There was a price that was paid to put us together, that we can experience healing in this room. We can experience worship. We can experience love. We can experience understanding one another. We can experience forgiveness. We can experience all of that, and it costs Jesus. And so can it just be elevated in our, in our lives a little bit that, that this is not something to take flippantly? Us being here in this room, us gathering together, us throwing our weight into life changes, us giving our gifts as part of the engine that all comes into the local church, the manifold, for the glory of God. This is not nothing. This cost Jesus his life. And so we do that around the communion meal or the Lord's Supper. And then we do it under the guidance of duly appointed leaders. Duly appointed leaders. And so what God does is I am fully convinced that every single person sitting in this room has been uniquely and creatively designed by God, and he's just waiting to unlock the gifts that he's put in you. And so each of you at least has one gift. But then what God does is he gives some gifts. Some gifts are tailored for the local church, for your guarding and for your guiding and for you to be able to become all that you can be in this incredibly beautiful story that God is writing through life changes. And so he gives duly appointed leaders. And so, again, if we want to minimally be part of the local church, then we have to recognize these gifts and surrender our lives to them. Because these men and women, they give their lives to you, not for their own glory, but for God's glory in service to you. And so I know that this eldership team are scattered across. So there's Century City AM and Century City PM and Tableview AM, two services, two congregations and PM. And so it's not often that all the elders are sitting together in one space. But as a team, they've been given as gifts by God for you. Our responsibility as the minimum of the local church is to receive these gifts because things will go well with us. That's just the minimum. And so the invitation to you today is to say, be a part of the local church. At least minimally, be a part of it. But can you be a whole lot more? Because actually, elders are given not just to fulfill a function of meeting the minimum requirements, but actually to help us become everything that God has designed. The life that God has given, that Jacques and Louise can sit here, should be dead, but they're not. They've got a testimony, and they can help some of you walking in probably similar circumstances. And everybody has a story here of how God has helped and brought life, and we can be that, and we can show to the cosmic powers. If I were in Anthem, if I were in Anthem, 
I would say this. So we can show to the cosmic powers, up yours. God is good. God is powerful. God is sovereign. God is merciful. God is gracious. But because I'm not an anthem and not standing before my own people, I won't say that. And so these duly appointed leaders, this is the moment that we take today. That there's a recognition, there's a, there's a grace from God, a call upon people to give of themselves to serve you. So that you can be beautiful and powerful and merciful and compassionate and gracious and serve the city and make a difference. Revealing to people that don't know God that God is alive and good. And we see in Acts chapter 17 that God calls uh, people. There's, there's, there's always a people and a place. We read that in Acts chapter 17. A time and a place, sorry. A time and a place. And so 2023, July. What's the date today? The 30th. Uh, July 30, 2023. There's a time appointed by God for this moment. There's a place. Tableview, Century City, this part of Cape Town. God is not making a mistake here. This is not random chance. Acts chapter 13, we see that, that there are people that are set aside. There's a recognition of the grace of God. There's a recognition of the gift that's come upon people. And that recognition is not just we woke up one morning and, ah, oh, I think it's on Dave and Kasia and Michael and Crystal. It's, no, no, no. There's been, there's been a testing. There's been years of faithfulness and fruitfulness and, and service to the church. 15 years in Cambodia and six years on staff here just serving you. Serving you, serving you, so that every Sunday you can come with regular attendance and be part of this community and receive the benefit of this community because there have been people like Michael behind the scenes. And so we have this Acts chapter 17, Acts chapter 13, time, place, people. And then we read in the scriptures 1 Timothy 3 and in Titus chapter, uh, chapter 1. Uh, they're, they're, these qualifications, again, this is not just random or these are my best mates or Mark's best mates. No, these are men and women who've devoted themselves to Christ, have, have given themselves to the maturing process. And so I want to stand before you today that, that I've been a part of this process. I stand here today to lay hands on them along with the eldership team, not, not just because I've flown in and, and, and kind of done it, but I've known these people for years. I've been coming to life. Those have been part of the Life Changer story. You know that I've been coming here for years, loving this church, praying for this church, knowing these men and women. And so there's a recognition both from the, the eldership team of Life Changers, from God himself, from external church leading gifts, and from some of you in this community. And so that gives us confidence to go, actually, we can trust. We can give ourselves to duly appointed leaders. And so... Michael and, uh, I was going to say Michael and Kasia, that would be very bad, huh? Dave and Kasia, Michael and Crystal, please can you, uh, please can you come up onto the stage? Sorry, I did say uh, to Johan, I would, I would only do this after we've called everyone onto the stage. This can go. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, that's my bad. The Hedenskogs, the Reeds, 
they stand here as people who've been tested. They, they've, they've had down moments in their life. They've had moments where they've had to trust God and call out upon Him. So they've been proven faithful in the midst of trial. They've loved the church. They've given themselves to serving you and serving the local church across the face of the globe. They've given themselves. And so we can't, we can't stand here uh, and go through all of the things that they've gone through. But, but if you trust your current eldership team, then you can trust that these people that are joining the team today, they, they've gone through the, the process. They've gone through the process. And the scriptures define what that is. And, and then there's also this thing of, actually, we've got we to gotta work with this team, this existing team of guys that's going to come up onto the stage in a second. And so there's this, this partnership in the gospel that, God's calls, that God calls us to. And, uh, and so these guys are saying yes to some things. And so I, I just want to take in this moment. I, I'm going to ask them some questions because this is, this is weighty. It's glorious and it's weighty. What Jesus calls us to is this new creation, the church, is glorious and it's weighty. And so I'm going to ask them some questions. It could sound a little bit like a marriage. And, and in some way it is. In some way it is. There is a commitment that they are making for your sake. And then I'm going to ask you guys to stand and I'm going to ask you some questions. And I'm going to ask you to, to make some commitments for the sake of the manifold wisdom of God being revealed to the principalities and powers. So is that okay? We're going to do that. And so uh, just practically to orchestrate this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask the question, and you can just say, we do. All right? If you do. If you don't, I'm going to ask you to sit back down. <laughs> will you follow the guidelines? These, these questions will come uh, a little bit later. Sorry. Will you follow the guidelines in 1 Timothy 3 and Titus 1? regarding the character of an eldership couple and your children to come? Will you take responsibility for making decisions regarding the well-being of this body, Life Changes Church? And that includes matters that are spiritual, financial, governmental, and disciplinary. Will you set parameters, manage the affairs of the body, and administer justice without partiality, and to do nothing out of favoritism. Will you, when necessary, exercise discipline in love and with strength according to God's word? Will you take authority in giving direction and teaching doctrine when required? Are you willing to put the sheep's needs above your own as you lead them? Will you treat this body with love and gentleness, knowing that you will give an account for each of them one day? And will you seek to serve in team with the rest of the present and future eldership team? Life changes. would you stand with me in this moment? And after I've asked you these questions, I'm going to call the eldership team and anyone else that Mark may want to be on the stage as we'll just have a commissioning moment. But life changes, church.
It's quite hard to, uh, to get the weight and the glory of the church in 20 minutes. And so for some of you, you're new into that story, and I trust in the weeks and the years to come, you will see her in all her glory. But for those that have been around for a longer time, you hopefully can take those 20 minutes and extrapolate it over your life experience with the church. But I'm going to ask you to make some commitments today. And if you can't with conviction, it's okay. But I would ask that you wouldn't just let it stay okay. But that you would go home and in your relationship with God, and your devotion to Him, you would ask the Spirit of God to allow you with conviction to say yes to the questions I'm going to ask you. And so don't do it falsely now, because this is a meaningful moment, not a ritual. This is not religiosity. This is us as the new creation in the family of God. And so life changes. Will you pray often for Dave and Kasha and for Michael and Crystal? as your leaders? Will you give yourself to their authority as they keep watch over you as leaders who must give an account? And will you make their work a joy and not a burden by obeying them according to God's word? Jesus, as we are about to commission these couples into and onto this eldership team. I pray, Spirit of God, that you would continue to bind this community together in unity with the hope of eternity, which we get to live out from today. And so bind us together, we pray. All the elements of the local church minimally, but totally moving towards what we can be gloriously. And so, Spirit of God, would you do your work in this community, we pray. Thanks, church. You can sit, and I'm going to ask the Life Changes eldership team to come up. Mark, if there's anyone else that you would yeah. like to join on the stage. If I can just have Donnie and Darlene, Margie, will you come up as well, just as leaders and elders, other churches have joined us for this moment. I want to give a shout out to those who unfortunately we couldn't fit in the room, but there's a whole team outside. Can, can you hear us there? Are you there? Give us a little shout. There are people there. We love you. Get those people their cupcakes first. That's what I say. So. so you have uh, your existing elders here, but in case there's some faces that you may not recognize on the stage, uh, Margie, you were introduced to you a little bit earlier. Heroes in the faith. I'm sorry DJ can't be here to witness this moment. But uh, we love you, Margie. We love you. Donnie and Darlene, they uh, are elders up at Urban Life Church in uh, Midrand. And uh, I think one of the beauties of the gospel is that it binds us together from different cities across our nation. 
I love the fact that Durban, Johannesburg, Cape Town can be represented here because the church is far more glorious than just you, life changes. You are beautiful, but you're part of something so much bigger. And so it is, uh, Jackson, my privilege. This is Jackie, for those that don't, uh, that don't know. And uh, it's my privilege to, to start us off in prayer as we commission. Uh, and then maybe there'll be some words uh, that, that come over that. But uh, I'm going to ask for this to be a participation moment, not just an observation moment. And by participation, what I mean in that is, is that if you can really take some of the words that, that I pray uh, and that others may pray here and, uh, and that you can agree with them, that you can say, hey, yes, we, we agree with that, we want that, we desire that. It's important for us and our well-being. And so please do participate in this moment. And so I'm going to pray. And then we'll take it from there. But Jesus, we, we end today as we started the day. That, that we are here as a new creation in Christ. A new humanity from every race, tribe, and tongue. Once excluded, but no longer excluded. And that you have put us together as your glorious church. That we may reveal your wisdom, your manifold wisdom, your compassion, your grace, your mercy, your power, your gentleness. That we would reveal all of that as the church. And that in that you haven't left us just to kind of wander through life, but you have given us gifts we read in Acts chapter 13, we read in Ephesians chapter 4, how you give gifts to the local church that they may be safe and led and matured and cared for and encouraged and exhorted. And so we thank you that you haven't just left us to ourselves. And we thank you for men and women who have chosen to give their lives to receiving the grace that you've given them and that they've chosen to build their lives around that, that they may be a testimony and therefore qualify to be able to help all of us to, be, to mature. That we may attain, your word says, to the fullness of the measure of Christ. And so today, we thank you for Dave and Kasha. We thank you for Michael and Crystal the Hedenskogs, the Reeds. We thank you that today we get to recognize the gift that you've put upon them and how they've chosen to submit themselves to you. We thank you for faithful people full of wisdom and full of the Holy Spirit. And so today, excuse me church, you're going to get my back for just a moment. But today, we pray for an increased release of the wisdom and the power and the compassion and the love of Christ 
upon Dave, upon Kasha, and upon Crystal, and upon Michael. We pray, Spirit of God, that the work that you have begun in them, that they have surrendered to, as they continue to walk out their faith journey with you, but give themselves to the service of eldering, life changes church. We pray, Spirit of God, that you would continue that which you've begun and take it to completion. We thank you that you only give good gifts. You only give good gifts. And so thank you today, Life Changes receives good gifts. Good gifts. So now I just want to pray. May the power of heaven, prophetic discernment, eyes to see, ears to hear, Would you come upon them in even greater measure than what they have known before? Would today be a marked day? A marked day. Equipping them for the task at hand. As they join the rest of this eldership team, would you unite them in the unity of of the spirit and the bond of peace that they may be a glorious demonstration of your wisdom. And so today it's my privilege to commission, ordain, and say welcome to the team. Welcome to the team. We thank you, God. Welcome to the team. Thank you that eldership is for life changes and partnering with elders in the city, elders in the nation, elders in the nations beyond for the beautification of your church. Yeah, God, we just thank you for an increase in anointing, God. We know that it is your anointing that has the power to change I thank you for your heart for this church, God. But that your heart doesn't end here, that your heart is for the city, God. And so, Father, for the sake of those who you would seek and that you would save, would you position every one of us, God? We pray for a release of gifts. We pray for a transformation. We know that these lives stand here as some, and there are many more examples sitting here, of those who have just said, have me, God, have all of me. And we say it again, God, have all of us. Yeah. Have, have, have these lives, have the children represented, the bank accounts represented, the gifts represented, the marriages represented, God. And we all say the same thing, God, have our lives for the sake of the city. Yeah. And would you position us well, God, as a people, as a church, and we acknowledge that leaders are part of that. We acknowledge that leaders are not just flippant, flabbernight, but that duly appointed was included in that definition. 
that these, as Rich said, has, have been tried and tested both through circumstances from you, God, and through the, the elders have, who have been a part of the process, internal and external. And so with great confidence, we submit ourselves to the leadership that you would give for our sake. Wisdom. Well, well-positionedness for them, God. Would you position them accordingly? Would you position them into the right moments, the right spaces, uh, and, and where gifts are required from heaven right now? We just pray for more, God. Just pray for gifts from heaven for them, God. Just more, God, as we do a great work in your name, Jesus. Father, we thank you for men and women who are willing to serve. Men and women who are not looking for stature, position, to be seen, but men and women who are willing to serve. And I ask that you would strengthen their serving muscle. That as they flex that muscle, as they use that muscle of service, that it would become stronger and stronger and stronger. And that as they serve, others would be empowered to serve. That there would be an overflow, a fruitfulness. Because Lord, we know this is not just of them or about them. This is about others. So we ask that you would release great service through these two couples. A strengthening of serving this church, serving the city, and serving the world. As I was thinking about it this, this morning, I Every time this kind of thing happens, I get a picture of God holding marbles in his hand. A whole pile of marbles. And every now and then he, he flexes his hand. He just moves the muscles and the marbles move around. And that's what happened here this morning. The, the marbles in the hand of God has just shifted. There's been a rearrangement coming into position. That's taking place. And so I, I, the sense I, God is flexing this morning. He's flexing this morning. I mean, we've got a skinny guy <laughs> and a guy with a limp. <laughs> really? But God is flexing. And when God flexes, things shift, things change, things move. And God is flexing this morning. Amazing. So I know you can't see it, but Louise is actually over here. Just, <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> sorry. But there are so many prophecies and so many prayers. I just want to say on behalf of this. T- sorry, Dolly. Do you want to say something? Um, I had this morning a picture for both of you. Um, Michelle, won't you pass me, please? There's a spray bottle on top of the bag there. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, I had a picture of this. If you just put your hands out. And we all know what this is because we've, okay, it's not really working properly right now. <laughs> okay. But I had a picture of um, sanitizer, hand sanitizer for you. And hand sanitizer has become so normal for a lot of people and forgotten sometimes as well. But what it does is it actually clears bacteria that we can't see, um, things that we don't recognize. We don't know what it's killing, but it's there. And I felt that God is coming and saying he's put the sanitizer of the word in your hands. And as you touch people's lives, you may not see, but those, the 
bacteria, the things that are irritating people, the things that have caused sickness, the things that have maybe just, um, yeah, you know, that those things will go, even if you don't know. And one day in heaven, you'll see that Jesus used you. The sanitizer of the word. Amazing. I realize church has been a little longer today, but thank you. These are special moments. Just as we, as we move forward, I do want to honor those who've gone before. I want to mention the names, Wally and Shirley Gersmar, and maybe you've never met them. They were the ones who moved to the city and planted this church. There are many elders and, and families that have served this church. I see Emmanuel and Jen sitting right at the top there, who served for years. Think of Bunty and Palessa, Rion and Maria van der Vestas, and Tyler and Kate, and the many who've gone before. I just want to honor God for the gifts that he given that has built what we walk in today. I want to thank you on behalf of this team. And um, some of you might now look at Jason. He's been his mates in school. And then their whole group of mates, Mr. Hahn over there, who've come to church, and, and Mr. Faultley. It's the God, that God does. It's relational. But on behalf of this team and everyone you see, and, and I see Monica's not here and some of the others, we just say thank you to God for the goodness. We, we love you. Um, this is just God's release for the more of his kingdom. And um, never... Live for the glory of man or any, live for the glory of the king. Find courage in his call over your life. Live creatively and freely and allow the gifts that he's put inside of you to flourish so that these people can be blessed and the many more who call life changes home in the city of Cape Town. So we receive great gifts today and our hearts are open wide. And um, we've, but we also have gifts for you because uh, we don't believe you've got to serve first. Sometimes just give a gift up front. What do you say? And um, there we go. We've got some gifts here. It's a bit of a tradition. I like shoes and fragrances. So I'm not very creative. Not unbelievably creative, but we got some. Yeah, yeah. why don't you bring them through, Mishi? Thank you. And, um, and, and these are just, just some gifts from us to say we love you. Um, I could tell you all the meanings of fragrances and shoes, but we're not going to do that today. <laughs> but but um, we really do love and treasure you. I want to tell you, Michael Edenskog, you are just a great gift to me. And um, just, uh, you might not know us, but we're very different. The first time we met, he invited me to coffee. He took me to a tea shop that had a tea cozy over. And I thought, what can I do with this guy? We don't. But God brings people together for the glory of God. And I want to thank you. This guy... Um, has dealt with my rubbish and served you in ways you wouldn't know. And, um, and, and Crystal, you are just an absolute trophy of grace. And um, you, you were... You really were the, one of the most beautiful brides I've ever been at, at a wedding. But you continue to shine beauty. And, and to the reeds, and where's Gemma and Anina? Sorry, I didn't even... Come on, girls, come up here. Why don't we give... Yes, yes, you have to. <laughs> but they are part of the package and the gift of the kingdom of God who've served in Cambodia and loved and, um, and this amazing Reed family as well. I, I could boast about them for hours. I just want to tell you about people who said yes to God years ago to go to one of the hardest nations in the world and continue saying yes. And so you receive gifts today, church, but today is not about them. It's about Jesus. And so here's if you take anything away from what Richard said this moment I want to tell you there's gifts inside of you 
I want to tell you there's a lie that it's about the man or the woman in the pulpit and that, that that's how the, it's a lie. Jesus speaks about the priest of all believers, full of the Spirit of God, every son and daughter with power and anointing upon their lives to change this world. And if we'll believe him and take him at his word and allow the word of God to be the highest authority in our lives, we will all step into the everything and the more that God has for us. And if you're defeated in this room, I want to ask you to allow yourself to come before the, the grace and the glory of the one who allowed himself to be defeated on a cross so they could rise again, so that you could be lifted up again. If you are despondent, allow joy to come into your life. If you are distracted, if you are disillusioned, I don't care what D is happening in your life. If you allow the King of Kings to be your king. He will bring grace. He'll bring power. He'll bring healing. And he'll bring fruitfulness. Can we stand together this morning? Richie and Jax, I just want to thank you, not just for these moments, but just for the years and the privilege of having years. We've stood together for years. You have loved us. You have served us as a family. Um, you were one of a group who held us during a tough time. And we've had the privilege of being there too. So we really do thank you. And um, can we lift our hands to Jesus before I start crying again? God, I pray right now your grace is in this room. I know it. Come upon every heart, every mind, every life today. As the Apostle Paul wrote in that same beautiful book, Ephesians, that we would see the Father and have an ever-increasing knowledge of Him. I pray for every person in this room an ever-increasing knowledge of the glorious Father today. To the hurting, the glorious Father. To the broken bodies, the glorious Father. The perfect blood that never fails. Sons and daughters of the living God. Free. 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 To those struggling with addiction in the room today, I'm telling you, freedom in the name of Jesus. Freedom. Because of his grace and his glory. We worship you, King. Give you all the glory. Life changes are your people. This is your church. Love them. Continue to pour your grace upon them, we pray. Continue to have your way with us. We worship you, King. We give you all the glory and honor. Amen, amen, amen. Well, we hope you were encouraged and inspired by that word today. If you would like to know more about what's happening in the life of the church, please check out our socials on Instagram and Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel or check out our website, lifechanges.org.za. Enjoy your day.